Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Oh, 
in the presence of the Lord? Yes. Are you glad in, to be in the house oh, of the yes. Lord? Oh, yes. Then make some noise to glorify the name of the Lord. Yes. Make a certain noise that moves the demons out of your life. Woo! Make a certain noise that moves Satan out of your way. Amen. Make Amen. a certain noise that brings the presence of the Lord Amen. upon your life. Make a certain loud noise Hallelujah. that brings the Shekinah glory unto your life this morning. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord Amen. this year, this morning. I Amen. feel the glory of God in this Amen. auditorium. If you agree with me, make Amen. some noise. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Shall we please pray over the offering? Father, we thank you for these offerings that are given. 
thank you for the hands that give it. Lord, we ask that you replenish them. You bless the hands as they are sowing this seed to support your church. Father, support them. Let this seed bear fruit in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And every saint say, Amen. Amen. Why don't you be on your feet and give thanks to the Lord. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Pray by thanking Him. Everyone. Pray and thank Him for His presence. Thank Him for making this day possible for you. Pray and thank Him for what He has done, what He is doing, and what He is about to do in your life. Pray. That's as he has made a way for you to be here, his spirit will speak to you. Pray that you will hear the voice of God, not the voice of a man. In the name of Jesus, pray that the Shekinah glory will rest upon you, will come upon you and manifest over your lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord. Speaking tongues if you can. Invite the presence of the Lord to come over you. In the name of Jesus, take this grace. Take this grace. That grace that brings the presence of the Holy Spirit. Take it and let it rest upon you through your prayer. Open up your hearts. Open up your heart to the Lord. Open up yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto you. My God, let the Spirit fill your mind. Let the Spirit fill your heart. Let the Spirit take absolute control over your body. As you are in the presence of the Lord, His presence will speak to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, your destiny will change through the presence of the Lord that is here this morning. In the name of Jesus. Yes, pray. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. In the spirit, if you can. Paramados. Show us thy glory, O Lord. Take your time. Show us thy glory, O Lord. Let the dew, let the dew of heaven bring us. Are you ready to be refreshed? Refreshing. refresh you. I want you to sing this song from the depth of your heart. With lifted up of hands. Ask God to show his glory unto us. Show us show us thy glory oh
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, Father, we thank you for this day that you have made for us. Thank you for opening doors for us to enter into your gates, O oh Lord. Father, we come before you with the praises, O oh God, of thanksgiving. Father, we come before you with the magnification of thanksgiving unto your holy name this morning. Father, we ask that your presence that is here, Holy Spirit, will speak to us. Your presence that is here will manifest over us. We ask for forgiveness. If there is anything, Lord, that we have done that does not please your sight, Father, we ask for the forgiveness of God. Ah, Maro Pade say, Father, let your word speak to us. We empty ourselves to you and we shall fill every vacuum that is created, oh God. Transform our heart and renew our mind and let our mind be upon the things of God. This morning, Lord, I ask you to speak through me. I empty my heart, I empty my, sto my stomach to you. I pray that, Lord, speak my own words. But let the Holy Spirit speak it through me. Give me that tongue of Leonard to speak to your precious one. Open their hearts that they will be receptive to your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Paul said, for this cause I bow my knees unto you, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom the whole family of heaven and the earth named. Who strengthen our might. Let be strengthened by you. May we take that grace of speaking. See your word. Thank you, Lord. The Lord would be your word to bear fruits in the lives of this precious one. Father, may we not leave this place the same. If we enter the church with a burden on our shoulder, we ask for your word to take the burden away. Let there be liberty. Let there be freedom of God. Let there be the power of God. My God, to bring the of the Holy Spirit into we pray for oneness, we pray for unity, we pray for understanding in Jesus we pray and let every saint say amen. amen why don't you put your hands together for the Lord please be seated in the presence of the Lord amen well I'm excited to be here I am honored to be here not just to be here, but also to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Reverend Kwame could not be here. Reverend was ready, prepared, ready to come and share with us. And also through the Thanksgiving service. But he had an emergency. He had an emergency that the company that he worked for, they are upgrading the, the Apple 13. I heard is coming up. And due to the fact of his nature of his work, he couldn't be here. He has to work. Things happen sometimes. But as a good father who never leaves his children empty, I see myself as a good food to this church. Hallelujah. And I'm one of those good food that God has given to us to feed, to feed the precious ones. So I challenge you. You will not leave this place hungry. By the time you leave, you will be filled with the power Holy Spirit in you, and your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. Greetings from the Holy Spirit. I thought you were going to make some noise. I said, I bring you greetings from Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. There is no other greetings that can transform you or change you besides the 
greetings from the Holy Spirit. And if you welcome him with these greetings, he will change you. Somebody say, I'm looking for that change. Say, I'm looking for that change, Zoom people. Wow. I cannot hear you, Zoom. Say, I'm looking for that change. Amen. Well, we are still in the feeding 527. Many of us who are probably new in this place, feeding 527. Can we project First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 27, please? It's a scripture that teaches us to admonish the word of God daily. We must study the word. We must study the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe it's second two, five, two, please. Second Thessalonians. Or is it first Thessalonians five? For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so commit us. No, please. No, please. Uh, Try first two seven two. First Thessalonians five two. Yes. Two. It says, "I charge you by the Lord that this episode, this book, this Holy Spirit, this words of Jesus Christ, be read unto you all the holy brethren, and I know you are a holy brethren." Hallelujah. So the gospel of Jesus Christ must be taught unto you. And this is a charge. This is a command that is being given unto us. Paul is telling the people in Thessalonians that he charged them by the Lord that this epistle, this holy book, must be read. And the books that letters or the books that Paul wrote whilst he was in prison or whilst he was in other, are those that have been put together for us to have the Holy Bible. Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, God has given our prophet a wisdom and a knowledge to write books. Hallelujah. And he has written many books by the grace of God. And it's one of the books that we have taken. We've been taking several books. Every month we change the book. This month is this book that we are reading, Backsliding. Backsliding. Somebody may say, ah, I'm a Christian. Why are you preaching to me uh, backsliding. I don't need to hear that. Well, we don't know yet, but we will find out by the grace of God. Hallelujah. We will find out whether we can be in the church and still be um, backslid. Hallelujah. And I believe Reverend Kwame started this book. If This is probably the third week, so he has taught us for the past two weeks about backsliding. He gave us a definition of backsliding. And not only that, he gave us the definition, he also gave us biblical description of backsliding. But one of the things that I learned from what he was teaching us and what my thought that I took from, knowing the definition of backsliding, it really brought fears into my life. Hallelujah. And it's something that I want to read that everyone here will understand and know why are we teaching this word backsliding? Backsliding is also known as falling away or described as committing apotopsy. It's a term used within Christianity to describe a process by which an individual who has converted to Christianity reverses, reverses to what? Pre-conversion habits. 
some of us, before we gave our life to Jesus Christ, we were doing so many things. Then when the word of God was preached to us, our life transformed. And as we, pro we, we, we prolong along to listen to the word of God, we became very zealous, zealously affected by the word of God that are being preached to drink. And you have stopped drinking because the word of God preached to you. You used to steal and you have stopped stealing because the word of God has been ministered to you. You used to insult. You used to fight. And the word of God has been preached and your heart has been transformed. Your mind is renewed. You don't do those things anymore as you keep coming to church. Now, in the middle of you serving the Lord, you revert. You revert back to the things that before you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you used to do. You revert back of drinking. You revert back of insulting people. You revert back of gossiping. You invite back to so many things. You used to pray. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you pray all the time. You come to church, and when they have organized a prayer, you will be the first to be there. You even call the pastor, and you ask him, is there a time, or is there any other day that we can have extra prayer, or dumb prayers and other things? This is how zealously you were affected. This is how strong you became. Then, you begin to realize that, now, even coming to church is becoming difficult. Waking up to take a shower and come to church is becoming difficult. Your Bible is not being read anymore. You don't even do your quiet time. The world, the things of this world has preoccupied you now. You have forgotten the God who saved you. You don't study his word. You don't, you don't know anything about him. So, epilepsy, which is disobeying the voice of God, has hit on you. You don't even pray anymore. But when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you came to church, you started praying for a husband. You fasted 40 days, 40 nights. You sow seed. In fact, you come and you fast and you pray and you empty your stomach and you say, God, where is my significant other? Now, the significant other come, you have stopped praying. You are giving excuse. Me and my husband went out last night. We came home late, so I can't come to church. You're married. Children are not coming. You begin to pray. You fasted. You pray. You sow seed. You did all that you want to do by the grace of God as a fruit has been buried in your life. Now the child has become an excuse. My child didn't sleep last night, so I couldn't wait to come to church backsliding. You are in the church. You are still right. You still call yourself a believer. Excuses upon excuses is what is leading you to work. I need to pay my bills. I need to care for this. I need to pay for that. My credit card bills, my this, my this. Excuses. Yet you are still a Christian. Nothing. And it's something that it cannot be shown visibly over you. But in your mind, you call yourself a Christian. It's a deception. That is the way the enemy uses to get many believers. Many Christians are falling away. Many Christians are falling away from the voice of Jesus Christ. We give a, a Christian can lie. You are 
in the church today. That is the reason why you come to church today, somebody asks you something. Instead of telling the truth right away, you lie. You lie. You lie to the pastor. You lie to your friend. You lie to your husband. You lie to your wife. You have become a child of the devil. Because the Bible says that Satan is the father of all lies. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the definition of backsliding. You gave your life to Jesus Christ, all right. You baptize yourself. You begin to read the word of Jesus Christ. You begin to pray, all right. As a matter of fact, you pray day. You wake up at dawn, you pray. Six o'clock, you do your quiet time. Nine o'clock, you pray. Twelve o'clock, you pray. You pray. Daniel. Even more than Daniel. All these things is because you were looking for something from God. And now that those things have been given, you and God doesn't have that personal relationship anymore. So, how can somebody that you don't know him help you to be what you want to be? Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So, brethren, let us Allow our mind to be renewed and go back to our first love. Hallelujah. I said to go back to our first love. Hallelujah. And last week, Reverend Kwame gave biblical descriptions of backsliding. I just want to recap two, then we enter into a new one, which hopefully I'll give one point and we will turn into the Thanksgiving service. Reverend was telling us about, not that he's telling us, he also read from the book, the episode, the Feeding 527. The episode was read. And by the way, every word that is in this is extracted from the Holy Bible. So, so don't come here and say that these people, they don't preach from Bible. They preach from their bishop's book. We will read from our bishop's book because we believe he has been led by the Holy Spirit. I said we believe that he has been led by the Holy Spirit. And the books that he has written has transformed many souls. Millions of people's lives have been saved. Hallelujah. Including me today. And by the grace of God, I'm standing here preaching to you. Hallelujah. So let's not forfeit reading the, 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 the books that are written by our bishop. Because others are using it. Those who are outside the church are being blessed. They are being blessed by reading those books. So please... Let's study them very well, and your life will never be the same. It says, exchanging fountains for the broken cisterns. What did Reverend Kwame say about this? In Jeremiah chapter 2, now Jeremiah and the book of Hosea and the book of Amos and the book of um, Joel. I have been studying this book in the last few months. And I, I, I came to understand that the Lord raised these prophets because his words, we're not having effect on the children that he has created, children that he has formed. So the Lord raised these prophets to preach about backsliding. Backsliding is a word. Backsliding is an entity, a word that is in the Bible. Bible says about backsliding. And we must take caution about that. And the reason is that in the, in the time of Hosea, people's hearts were turned away from God. So the Lord raised him to preach, yet they did not obey the voice of God. So what is 
the reason why the people were not obeying and yet claim that they have the Lord in their life. Because they believe in the things of this world, how they can do things on their own. The self-desiring is what has put many Christians in the predicament that we are in. You desire to be lustful. Such desire will lead you to do certain things. As a matter of fact, Prophet Hosea was advised to marry to a prostitute. Why someone whom the Lord has raised to preach the gospel will direct him to marry to a prostitute? When I was studying this, I asked myself, why would I do that? Then what will the world, the, the congregation, how would they perceive me? But the Lord opened my eyes to see something. God opened my eyes and spoke to me and said, before you became a prophet, before you became who you are, have you been perfect? Have you been pleasing me? Have you been doing the things that makes me God happy? I brought you from the land of Egypt. I made a way through the Red Sea. I parted the Red Sea all the way dry land for you to go through. I, God, did all this for you. In the time when you were struggling, in the time when you were fornicating, in the time when you were drinking, in the time when you didn't have husband or you didn't have wife, in the time when you didn't know God, I made a way for you. God, I did all this for you. Without you paying, it's my grace that found you. My grace. I came and died for you. I came and sacrificed my body, sacrificed my nakedness. And I made a way for you. Yet, you don't remember. So if I'm telling you to marry to a prostitute, you're going to tell me that why this prostitute, Lord? There are many women. There are many virgins like Mary. There are many. Why are you telling me to marry to a prostitute? Is a prostitute a human being? Did God come for the righteous? So a prostitution and drinking and stealing, are they not a sin? And is there a, a white sin and a black sin? Okay. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, if you think the sins, these sins, nothing can distinguish between when it comes to the word of God, why not a prostitute? Why not a harlot? So the Lord spoke to him. Then he said, the people that you have been preaching to, have they changed? And when, when he goes outside and preach, he tells them to be delivered from their last full days. Do you know what they tell him? In front of the church, the people will rise up and say, if you have a word to minister to us, go and minister to your wife. If you are telling us to turn away from our last full wife, then go and speak to your wife. Because as, he has, as she is still married to you, she's still prostituting. Because Jeremiah, Hosea married to that woman, and yet the woman was still he will leave the husband and go and sleep with another, another man. And the man will pray. And he ask God, Lord, why? Lord said, this is the one I have chosen for you. Many of us, we claim to be Christians. We claim that we love God. We pray that we, God give me a husband. The Lord will bring you a husband whose button is, is, is button upside down like this. God will bring that to you. You look at the man, he says, Lord, this is not for me. This is not my type. Who is your type? Who is your type? 
And many of us, because the, the eyes of the, the desiring of the eyes has what has caused us to be in the situation that you are in. Because it is your desire, not the desire of the Holy Spirit. Your feelings, your desire, your sexu- sensual wisdom, your earthly wisdom, your devilish wisdom is what has led you to be in the marriage that you are in. It's what has caused you to be in the situation that you are in. Yet you have not acknowledged that it's me. You are still blaming the person that you are with. And you say you are a Christian. You are a Christian. You didn't know that you were backsliding. It is the last of the world. Because I have a friend. And when he's my, one of my closest friends. <laughs> and one day I saw him somewhere. And as I saw him, he came and ran to me. Then he, calls, he called me a certain nickname. I can't say it here. He said, it's in those days. You know, back in the days when we used to be in Egypt. Those were the names that they used to call us. Then he came to me. Then he mentioned that name. And he says, bro, 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 come, look. You see that girl standing there? And she put it, she said, actually, that's my beloved. This is the type of woman that I want. I said, what type? He says, a woman with the big calves and big backside. I said, what does this do to you? She says, bro, when... I am on such side. It makes me comfortable. Then he says, do you see her front? Because her chest was a little, you know, there. Then I said, why? He says, Charlie, when I put my head, I can rest. So, I said, good for you. If this is what you want, go for it. And he went for it. He went for, for, for her. <laughs> And they married. And in the journey of that marriage, sinazos, issues of the world, came up. But you see, when sinazos comes, we point fingers. You don't acknowledge what led you to her. The time that you were looking at her, you fell in love. Now, marriage is not about love. Marriage is about knowledge. She didn't, he didn't know the knowledge of the man. He didn't know the knowledge, but she fell in love because of the body features. Many Christians are backsliding. They didn't have the knowledge of God in their mind. Have no clue who Jesus is. Did Jesus look at your sin and begin to lament on it before he came and died for you, Uncle Carl? He overlooked at them. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. The only son whom God has created. He gave him to you. How many of you will give your only son to be sacrificed in the church? If God asks you. Things happen. The marriage did not work. So I, I, I asked the man. Charlie, what happened? He said, bro. In my language, I went... I will translate. He said, Charlie, a two-way, any and then two-way, and I am say I In the interpretation, what he was saying is that the calves that he looked at, and the buttocks, and the front, is what has caused him to be in the divorce where he, he. By the grace of God, he has repented. It's a good place to put your hands together. Christians must be careful. 
The same way the Spirit of the Lord led the prophet and ministered to the prophet. And as the prophet yielded, as the prophet yielded to the voice of God, the woman changed. Church, there's power in the word of God. I said there is power in the word of God. In, in, in Psalm 138, the Bible said that I have exalted my word above my name. We all know there's power in the name of the Lord. That The Bible said that the righteous shall run into the name of the Lord and he shall be saved. This is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yet, he also saying that I have exalted, I have magnified. I have magnified my voice over his name. His name, his word is more powerful than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you must yield to the words of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the biblical description of backsliding, he mentioned exchanging fountains for broken stones. And Jeremiah was the one talking about this backsliding. He says, they have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. He says, They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and healed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold no water. A cistern is like a gallon, like a, a, a container that feels like there are holes in it. It cannot, it, it cannot hold water. God has given you a living water. He has given you a living water. He said, those that are taste, come unto me and drink from this river and you shall never be, what? Test. He said, you have been planted by the rivers of water and you, if you keep coming by near that river, you will never ever be tested. You don't want that. They have forsaken the fountain, the living water, and they have gone to the cisterns. How can you drink? How can you drink from the container that cannot hold water? How can you go to the riverside with an empty a basket with a hose? What can you bring home? These are the biblical descriptions. Many Christians, by the grace of God, you have a church that the word of God is being preached to you. You have a church that the pastors empty themselves preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Making room for you to pray. Making room for you to come to Tuesday service. Making room for you to come to meet. Several days we meet every night. Cell meetings, uh, 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 center meetings, Wednesdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Fridays we meet with a flow. I mean, prayers are done Wednesdays and Thursdays. Then flow prayers on Mondays and, and Fridays. There are so many avenues for you to be closer to God, yet you don't want it. You go somewhere. Or you sleep. How can you take this broken system? And how can you be nurtured? How can you grow well? How can you grow so strong? How? When you have good friends in the church that you can communicate, people who can encourage you, who can speak the words of Jesus Christ to strengthen you, empower you. When situation happens, yet you don't. You want the one who will encourage you when you are, going, you are going through crisis. He will tell you that, look, a man is not a pillow that you should sleep on. So leave. These are the friends that you want to associate with. But you don't want the one that will tell you, look, there is no marriage that has no situation. There is no marriage that has no issue. There is no life that you can live. Listen. None is exempt to become a Judas one day. 
reason why it has not happened is perhaps you have taken, you have been taking questions upon your life. The word of God. You read it and you say, you know what? I don't want to be like Judas. How would you know that? It's the knowledge you have to study the book to know what Judas did that brought him to where he was, why he died prematurely. So through that knowledge, you will prompt yourself. Is that, that knowledge is the presence of the Holy Spirit upon your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to challenge yourself. You will not exchange the fountains for broken stones. You will not leave a church where the word of God is preached to you and find yourself with Ghanaian community associations. Association where they talk, they meet together and they put the quaff. You know what the quaff means? It's like Saturdays. Their gathering is drinking and talking foolishly. They, they sow seed of foolishness into your mind. Look, perhaps when you, you as a man, you go, your wife will call you, Joe, where are you? Then you tell them, oh, I'm with my friends. Then your friends will ask him, oh, is your wife monitoring you? Who will not monitor you? If you the, perhaps the person that says that he doesn't have wife. Or as a Christian, your pastor will call you and ask you, have you done your quiet time? Probably you were with your friend. And your friend said, who is that? And you say, oh, my pastor, he was checking if I'm doing my quiet time. Hey, but why? Is it, is it false? Is it false? He's sowing a seed. The next time your pastor calls you, you will not answer. And unfortunately, the sensual wisdom, if you allow it, it will have more effect in your life than spiritual wisdom. The counsel of unspiritual person affects you more than when you allow yourself. If you allow yourself to somebody who is counseling you from the world, you will take that than a pastor who will give you, because the pastor's counsel will give you sacrifice. You have to sacrifice to overcome it. That, you will not take it. You will take the counsel that will make, give you an upper hand. You think, in the surface, you may think that you are on the right path. That is a good counsel. And many of us, we tend to yield to such counsels than the counsel of the pastor. True or false? Okay. That's why the Bible says that evil communication. Thank you. So, we are changing. Hallelujah. Then Reverend Kwame also ministered unto us. He mentioned becoming a wild camel. In the same Jeremiah 2.23... The Bible says that thou art a swift dromedary traversing her ways. And in the book, the bishop said, a backsliding Christian is also described as a swift dromedary traversing her ways. What is a dromedary? He says, another name for a dromedary is a camel. It's a wild and a swift creature. Camels are very wild and very swift, which strays anywhere. You are a Christian, you are all over. You come to church, preaching is going on, you are standing outside. You're on your phone. You come to church, you think you are, you are taking notes on your phone, but you are testing. You are all over. You are busy. You cannot sit with two hours with the Lord. You cannot build a relationship. To the 24 hours for the day, Sunday, throughout the whole week you've gone to work. One day you have come to church for two hours, you are agitated. If, if your phone is not on your side, you cannot live. WhatsApps, 
thinking that you are testing, you are taking notes, but it's not a note. Ideally, you are testing. And you are also taking selfies in the church. Very wild camel. Hallelujah. But I want us to, I want to share something today, which is called the principal causes of backsliding from the book chapter 3. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The causes of backsliding. We've, we've known the biblical des descriptions, but I want to share with you, perhaps I'll give one point and we will bring our service to the end. He says, the principal causes of backsliding. In the book, Bishop says, I know that there are many causes of backsliding, but in this chapter, I will try to give you the predominant causes as the Lord has shown me. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I want to expose myself to you. Things that causes me. I don't want to say you. I'm preaching about myself. But if by the grace of God, God gives you the knowledge, you will take a wisdom out of my life that God has transformed. Hallelujah. My, I, I hope my life will be mirrored to you that you see, even if I can do this, then you can do more. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the causes that sh shows that you are backsliding is shallowness. What is shallowness? The opposite of shallowness is the deep. You know, in the pool, if you have a swimming pool, some of you who have, by the grace of God, you know how to swim. And if you don't know how to swim, you also have a swimming pool at your home. And in that swimming pool, you have the levels of, I remember when we were in secondary school, we used to go to tech. Say we are going to swim. I never knew how to swim. I'm from Kumasi, typical Ashanti man. There's no, no water near me. So, and my mom, because my mom is also a Ashanti man, my dad is also a Ashanti man, who never taught how to swim and live in Kumasi. None of them were, know how to swim to take us near water. So I, I, I am not. But when we go to tech, there is a two feet side and there's four feet. Whilst others are jumping from there, I am just on these two feet, bubbling, enjoying myself. Because I don't want to be drawn. So there is a depth that when you see the pool, it's called perhaps six feet or 12 feet, where people dive and go down and come back. That is the depth of it. So it shows you that the person knows how to swim. But me being this, just a surface, just on top of the, the water, I will not go there. I sit on the top. That is what is called shallowness. Is the, 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 the superficial. The superficial, you are always on top. Many of us are empty of the word of God. You are shallow because, let me read what Bishop said, then I will continue. The parable of the sower gives various reasons why some of the Christians could not grow. Let's read Luke chapter 8 verse 13. And we all know this story about the parable of sower. I'm talking about shallowness, which the opposite is deep. If you, are if you are not shallow, that means you will be deep. And if you are deep, you can never be shallow because the word of God is in you. Hallelujah. Let's start from verse 11. 
so we can get more understanding. The Bible said that now the parable is this. This is a parable that Jesus Christ spoke about it. Then, now he's trying to describe the meaning of this parable. So he said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed that the sower sowed on the ground is the word of Jesus Christ. The words of Jesus Christ is what I'm reading to you. Verse 12. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. As I am preaching to you, as you think you are hearing, Satan is sitting next to your shoulder. In Zechariah, the Bible said that the prophet, as the angels of the Lord were speaking to him, Satan also came and stand on his side, resisting him to hear the voice of Jesus Christ. So as you have come here, listening to the voice of Jesus Christ, Satan is telling you, listen, hurry up and let's go. We, we came here for a, 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 a service. You've been talking about all these things. What is this? Satan is taking the word away from you. Have you noticed that you can be in the church right now, you step out of this door, somebody step on your toes and you are fighting. Have you noticed that? Have you experienced that? Have you come to church and a pastor has preached and as he is preaching, Satan is interpreting that the pastor is talking about you? Have you, have you experienced that? And you think that somebody has gone to speak to the pastor. Nobody has come to speak to me. I am being led by the Holy Spirit. You just have to empty your heart. Perhaps the Holy Spirit will convict you. And he will turn your heart back to God. That will be your salvation. The Bible says that those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. Satan's way is to take the, the word away from you so that you will never believe the word of God or you will be saved. Yet you are in the church. You claim to be born again. You've been baptized. But the Holy Spirit is not in you because Satan has taken the word away from you. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Now hear this. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. As I'm preaching, you are clapping. Something is ministering to you. You are receiving the word. And these, listen to this, there's a semicolon there. Very important message. And these have no roots. Have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Church, temptation may come. You hear the word, okay. You believe in the word, you take it. Then situation happens. Issues arise. And all of a sudden it's like the word of God is not in you. You had an argument with me. And I'm apologizing. Yes, you are still fighting with me. Where is the word of God? Where is the word that Jesus Christ did not look at your sin and came and died for you? So why am I looking at your sin and judge you? Why am I concluding you and writing you off out of my life? Why? And these have no root because you have no root of the words of Jesus Christ in your life. Because you have no God in your life. The words of Jesus Christ are not in you. You are empty of the word of God. Nothing cancels you. The voice of your pastor has no effect in your life. 
The voice of the words of Jesus Christ have no effect in your life. The voice of your, your father, your mother has no effect in your life because you are not rooted and grounded in the words of Jesus Christ. Church, and if there is anything that can transform your heart, it's the voice of Jesus Christ. I said, it's the words of Jesus Christ. In the book of Psalms 119 verse 105, the Bible says that the word of God is what? Is what? A light unto where? That means it is the word of God that will guide you to not to go to certain places or to go to certain places. Because the same word, he says, it is the Lord that directed steps of the righteous man. The steps of the righteous man. So that word being a light will lead you and take you out of darkness. When you are rooted and grounded, but when you are not, when you are not, it takes you away. Listen, every one of us will be tested. Everyone, as long as you remain on this earth, as long as you have the air to breathe and eyes to see, you will be tested. You will be tested, but we are not to rely on the test that has happened. We are to depend on the Holy Spirit for him to resolve the issues. It is the Holy Spirit who will speak to you. It is the Holy Spirit who will guide you, who will teach you how to handle certain situations. But if you allow your flesh, this flesh that is so sensitive, if you allow this flesh, you can easily kill. Have you seen two couples that have arguments? And one killed each other, and the other decided to kill even himself and the children. It is not the word of Jesus Christ, it's the flesh. Hallelujah. A time of testing will surely come for every Christian. If you are shallow, in the time of testing, you will fall away. I said, You will fall away. I said, You will fall away. Amen. And the only way for you to stand, begin to study the word of God to show yourself approved. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Acts chapter 17 verse 10. The Bible says that, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming Tyra went into the synagogue of the Jews? Who went? Who went into the synagogue of the Jews? Verse 11. These were more noble. These were no more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? In that day, in that they received the word with what? Readiness. They received the word with readiness of mind. And search the scriptures daily. They search the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so. As you have come to church, many of us go to church. You don't even take your Bible. You don't even write notes anymore. So how can you be rooted and grounded? How can you build a home with the word of God? How can you build a home with the foundation of the word of Jesus Christ? Your children are not on the base of the foundation of Jesus Christ. They are on the foundation of TV shows. Because you yourself, when you are home, you are on the phone. No Bible reading. You don't even sit in your living room to read the word of God to 
your children. You don't even walk in the hallway by teaching them the word of Jesus Christ. You came to church, the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached, yet you did not take any note. But the Bible said that they were more noble. They were more noble than those in the Thessalonica. In that day, they received the word with what? Readiness. They were ready, ready, anxious to receive the word. Ready to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with them and walk in them. Not only that, they took the word. They went home and began to do research to make sure that the message I'm telling you, if it is true, you don't write it. You are not writing anything. How can you go and do research? How can you know what I'm saying to you is true? How? You are just sitting believing every doctrine everywhere. No wonder pastors have come today and tell you that your mom is a witch and you believe that. What scripture that shows you that your mom is a witch? Why? Ask yourself. A witch got to know a witch. Begin to look at yourself, identify yourself and know who you are. Search the word. The gospel of Jesus Christ will speak to you. In fact, even if, if, if your dad is a witch, God will give you power to deliver your dad. I said God will give you power to deliver your dad. God will not give you power to insult your dad and to fight your dad and to kill your dad. He does not do that. So let's not be shallowness, but let's, let's be deep. Let's be rooted and grounded in the word. Let's take a time. After, besides all our busy schedule, let's make time to God and read. Children, begin to read your word of Jesus Christ. Study the word. Things that your parents could not do, God will rise you and you will become greater in their life. And they will take counsel from you because God will give you wisdom. Children, rise! For you are the inheritance of the Jesus Christ. God loves all of you. If your parents are not teaching you the word, rise and teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach to them. You see them doing wrong. Say, Ma, Dad, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, you should not be drinking. You should not be doing this. Parents, let's not just sit home and allow this gadget to destroy our homes. Please. Please. Please, enough of you with this. I mean, look at the years you have spent on this. How good has it been unto you? What has it brought to you? What? Even if this was made by the enemy to deceive us, turn it in a way that will be a blessing unto you. Use it as a Bible. Use it as a song. Begin to build your home with the words of Jesus Christ, the foundation of God in your home will sustain you and your family. Hallelujah. I bring my message to the end by saying that one of the points that Bishop gave is emptiness. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Oh, why the church is so quiet on me? Oh, you don't like my message? Do you like the message or you don't? How about you are so quiet on me? Pastor Nana, 
You are not like Reverend Kwame. When you are preaching, you don't make us laugh. You don't bring jokes. You don't mix this. Reverend Kwame is a fully loaded, anointed man of God, you know, in his own way. That anointing that can touch your heart to laugh. Next week, he will come. Please come. He will make you laugh. I, I, I don't intend to bring fears to you, but I, tend, I intend to bring you closer to God. It's a word of encouragement. I said it's a word of an encouragement. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1. Thou I, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become what? As a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. You know what a tingling cymbal is? When Joel and Henry are playing this song and you tell them softly, and they keep doing this. When they started doing those things, that is how the Bible said that you have become as a brass. You are empty. There's nothing in you. We want the sound to be gentle and soft at that moment. There's, there are times you need to make that noise. There are times we need it. But this time we say that, bring it down. Bring it down. And you are still playing the same key and the noise. The Bible says that you speak in love. You tell people that, oh, I love you. You speak in tongues. You have the anointing. You come and pray. Take the microphone. Then you pray. Jesus Christ. Paul is saying that, and, you, and men of angels, you know that angels also speak in tongues? They also speak in tongues. So you are challenging the angels. But he's saying that you have, if you have not love, if you don't love Lydia, or you don't love Jean, if you don't love me because I'm preaching hard to you, if I'm saying something that because you don't like and you don't love me, and you still speak in tongues, you are making noise. God said, you are becoming as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Let me give another um, translation. Ronald North's translation, RKF. I don't know if you have it. It says here, I am no better than echo in bronze. Echo. You know when you go to a certain room and there's a huge room and there's nothing there. The room is empty, the hall is empty. and When you speak, you think you are hearing yourself. It feeds back to you. You get a feedback. That's echoing. God is saying that's how your life is when you don't have love in you. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Bishop said, the word echo in this scripture comes from the emptiness. Well, by the way, emptiness and, and, and shallowness, they are two different words. Shallow, you can be a Christian, you know the scripture John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know this scripture, but you don't do anything that relates with it. It's in you, but that's shallow. You are not rooted to the depth of what that John 3, 16 means. Hallelujah. But the emptiness is, you are totally empty, completely. Now, if you are a believer, let's read this scripture. John chapter, Matthew 14, 12, 43. The Bible says that when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, 
He walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. This is, you believe that you have come to church, and you claim me to be a prophet, and I've prayed for you. You're depending on me. Everything you are depending on me to do for you. I pray for you, then you are delivered. That moment that you are delivered, you are safe because of my anointing, my covering, because you are under my unction. That anointing has prayed for you. You have come to church. Prophet has prayed. Reverend Kwame has prayed. Prophet Dad has prayed for you. You feel so lighted you have been delivered. The Satan that you have been delivered out of you will live. He lived and walked through dry places. Seeking rest. He's going to put himself to a certain rest plan to see how he can come back to you. And the Bible said that he findeth none. Verse 44. Then he said, I will return into my house. This scripture brings fierce into my life. Someone whom you claim to be a born again. You gave a devil a foothold into your life. Now he proclaiming you as his property. He claimed you as a house. Where he sleeps, where he put his head, where he take a bath, where he eats, where he does everything. You, that is how Satan sees you. Because the prophet prayed, then he believed like, look, my lease cannot be expired. I need to come back to my house. I need to come back to you whom the prophet has prayed for you to be delivered. Why? Because when the prophet prayed for you, you didn't go and search the word. As the Bible said that the notable, they came, noble men came and studied the word. The word of Jesus Christ is the only thing that puts Satan out of your life. You need to read. Pastor, how about those who never went to school? You are not God. God makes a way for them. By the grace of God, he has given you privilege. Your parents took you to school. You can read. You sit there and compare to your, yourself to those who did not go to school and who cannot read. Don't do that. You see, that shows how superficial you are as a Christian. <laughs> I'm afraid. I will return into my house. From whence I came out, where he came out from you, he's returning back his house. He's claiming you as his own property. He findeth it empty. And when he, come, when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. When he came back, he realized that Jesus is not in your heart. The word of God is not in you. He find out that you are still the same person, although the reason why he left you is the anointing that prayed for you. Many people who chase prophets and other people, the reason why you come back with the same situation is because you come empty. That moment Satan leaves you, but when you come to your home, it's you and the, the devil. Satan preached. Satan came to Jesus Christ and tempted him. He did not leave Jesus once. Not twice, but three times he tempted him. Even, I'm talking about a man without blemish. The man whose name is the word of Jesus Christ. The man whose name is the Holy Spirit. Satan tempted him three times. How much more you? Who are you? How much more you? He takes you by surprise. So you cannot be empty. You can't be a Christian and survive in life when you are empty. You need the word of God to survive. You need the word of God to overcome it, your sickness. It's a sickness that is in you. Pastors have prayed for years, yes. 
the sickness is still there. It's not because the pastor is not anointed. Because you are empty. Empty Christians are targets. You are the one Satan is looking for. When Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ, he fought back with his word. He didn't fight with the blows. Today you go to church, then you claim, I take my husband, I take my wife, I, take, I shoot him poor, I shoot him poor. Go and shoot him if he will die. You are the target. You are the target. The reason why Stephen was chosen when Judas when Judas was not part of the disciples, then when they were looking for someone to fulfill their position, the reason why Stephen was chosen is because of the depth of the word of God in him. Bible said that he was full of the Holy Spirit. This morning, I pray that you become full of the Holy Spirit and you will be chosen for the work of God. Hallelujah. I said, I pray that you will be full of the Holy Spirit and you will be chosen to this afternoon mark the end of the emptiness and the shallowness in your life. Every sickness, every diseases, you are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and sickness and diseases are departing from you. Broken homes are being restored in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ah, the Lines are seen right now through the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, receive healing. In the name of Jesus, receive the open eyes. In the name of Jesus, receive the strength of God over your life. In the name of Jesus, become stronger and stronger in the word than ever before. I take this grace of God upon the, this church, the anointing of the death of the word of God upon this church. I take that grace and I pronounce unto you, somebody take that speed to receive that grace. Receive that grace to become the depth of the word of God in your life. You shall never be empty. I pray that your heart will be empty today and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Ghost like Stephen in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. May the anointing of God rest upon you this afternoon. Anointing that is upon the United Denomination of Lighthouse Group of Churches. The anointing of the prophet. Let it rest upon you that you will not be empty but you will be rooted and grounded in the word that every chance and every cause in your life you will be fought with the enemy by the power of God and victory will be on your side. I see victory coming over you because you have proclaimed the power, the anointing of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. Somebody take that grace Take that grace right now and receive that grace. Receive that grace of the anointing. Receive that grace of the God Almighty, the anointing of Jesus Christ. Let it rest upon you in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and every saint say, Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Lift up your hands. Begin to pray and say, Lord, deliver me from shallowness. Deliver me from emptiness. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, fill my heart with your word. My God. Bible says that he sent forth his word to heal their diseases. He sent forth his word to heal their diseases. 
in the name of Jesus, may the word of God transpire into your life right now. It is my prayer that the Holy Spirit will deposit his word into you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to magnify, begin to be edified with the word of God upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive the anointing of the word of God into your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, yet the Mosoko Broshekebe, Repacata do Bresemekaliandalaba, Rakatali Breshelebre, Sukabrandalaba, Oh, Rakatali Bramasaka, Oh, yes, yes, God, Garamado, Celebrin, Delebrin, Delebebebe. Pray, 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 pray. Allow the Holy Spirit, oh my God, to drop His word into your heart. In the name of Jesus, Mando Celebre, Shekebrin, Delebrin, Delebre. Oh, Rekatala Marashatala Brasatali Brendele Oh, yes, 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 your heart is changing. Make this your prayer. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true in my life. Yes, yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you are here, if you are here at this moment and you believe you have been touched by the Holy Spirit and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to rededicate, you want to give your whole mind, your soul, your body to Christ. Life without Christ is a losing game. But it's my prayer that you give your whole life to Jesus Christ. Church, backsliding is a word. It's an entity in the Bible. It exists. You can be in the church and yet being backsliding. Hallelujah. And you don't want to become a backslider. Hallelujah. You want to remain in, a, in Jesus Christ. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, lift up your hands wherever you are and I will pray for you. I want to say the word of prayer. I see your hands. Mandole I see your hands, lift up your hands high above your head and begin to receive from the Holy Spirit. The, lifting up your hands is a sign of surrounding unto the Holy Spirit. You are saying that, Lord, I give my life to you. I give my whole life to you. I give my whole life to you. I give it all to you. I give it all for you alone in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands, my brother. Lift up your hands high above your head. Everybody join our brother. If you have lifted up your hands, I want you to do me one more big favor. Show this to glorify the name of the Lord. Why don't you take a one more step into this place? Please walk into here. Take a step. Take a step. Take a step. Somebody lead her for me and bring her for bring him forward. Come forward and we will pray for you. Come forward. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. If your hands is lifted up, come and we will pray. We want to pray for you. We want to pray a Zionic prayer for you. We want you to pray a sinner's prayer. Your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same in the name of Jesus. There's no shame. There's no shame. I'm not asking you to close your eyes. I'm not asking you. I'm asking you open your eyes and give your life to Jesus Christ because we are not ashamed of the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Everyone say after me, Lord Jesus, Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for coming to die for me. Thank you for coming to die for me. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. Thank you for cleansing me 
from all unrighteousness. Thank you for the blood that has atoned for me. Thank you for the blood that has atoned for me. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Write my name. Mention write your name. My name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Say, Satan. Satan. Hear me and hear me again. Hear me and hear me again. Today marks the end of our relationship. Today marks the end of our relationship. You have no place in my life. You have no place in my life. I am not your house. 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 I am a property of the Lord Jesus Christ. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the spirit of the Lord dwelleth richly in me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer, your name is written in the book of life and your life is saved. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated and let us take our second offering. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.